Welcome to another episode of a Snug Podcast. I am your host, Never Separate, and starting as per usual to your right on screen. It's me, gone crazy back soon. And myself, Sasquatch. And me, Gwen the Bard. Yay, Gwen is back with us. It's been too long. How have you been, friend? I am back. It's good. It's good to be back. We have missed you. The snug pot's not the same without you, especially since, you know, it just feels weird hanging out in your house when you're not here. You know, it's almost like it's brighter in here now that I'm back. I don't know. <laughs> you do have a tendency <laughs> to brighten the room. And she's the healer, so she keeps us alive. That's right. I meant I added more lights to our studio, but that works. <laughs> yeah, but you're a bright person, too. We like that. Thank you. And, okay. And Canarthi's even come home to roost. <laughs> That's true, because we're going to be talking about traveling this this um, this episode. All right. Um, so welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us, however you may be doing that. Um, I am distracted because I decided to go into an options menu um, while I was doing this. But uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> Um, trying to put it in screenshot mode so if anybody's actually watching this they don't have to see all the nonsense about quests I started six years ago and haven't start, haven't finished yet there's a slight exaggeration there it was only four years ago wait 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 you mean your quest log is full? Uh, I don't know if it's full but there's a bunch of them in there that have been there forever well mine's full <laughs> That's if why it's, I was if it's not it. full it's because I've deleted some to start other ones but yeah the good old abandon button, everybody's best friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on the day that, as a quality of life adjustment, they increase that to 26. <laughs> so, um, how's your week been? Anybody have anything new and exciting going on? Uh, In game or otherwise, you know, whatever. I'm trying to think. I feel like there actually was some stuff that happened in game, but I cannot think of what it is. Um, I mean, for me, I've been sick RL, uh, which has been a bummer. So sorry if I'm a little <clears throat> gross tonight talking and whatnot. But um, in game, mostly just like writs and kind of preparing for next stuff, finishing up some quests. I finally got the Miri quest the other day, like the one where you, once you get to a certain level of rapport with her. I got the first one, um, nice. which is really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to um, how they wrap up her story. I know that probably a lot of people who are listening have already done that. Um, but I hadn't gotten to do it, so I I really, really like the companion quests. I know we talked a lot about it last week, but I really, really like what they've done with them. I don't want to spoil it, but I have choice words on her family. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I kind of peeped on Avron's stream the other day because she was doing the ending quest and I'm like a person that doesn't mind spoilers a little um, so I was hanging out in her chat and I, I saw a little bit and I was like oh, oh no <laughs> yeah so uh, I can't wait to get through that quest dialogue on my own though you know what about you Sasquatch? Uh, more house decorating uh, it's kind of been most of my game time lately. It's just decorating my chapel. Um, so I did end up getting the um, Fargrave furnishing pack because the floating books were just too good. 
Oh, those are nice. Um, yeah, the floating books, the floating crystals. There's some pretty cool stuff in there. So, got that going in the chapel. Um, you know, I think by the end of the year, I might have that house finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, just a mere what seven hundred slots. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hitting that cap now and understanding what people are talking about. Uh, the complaints with the item cap. Yeah, some of those houses are rather large to only be able to put seven. I mean, seven hundred sounds like a lot of items, right? Until you start realizing just how many things count as an item that don't take up any room at all like that little tuft of grass there and that little rock sticking up out of the ground that you can barely see you know, just... or the seashell sitting next to the crab right yeah just little itty bitty things that you wouldn't necessarily even realize are taking up item slots that are <laughs> so it fills up yeah. very quick um, you know I, I'm not as diligent with it as I need to be but looking at uh, getting all of the various set crafting stations put in my house. Looking at my item slots, it's like, yeah, I'm going to have to delete some, take some stuff out of here, or I'm not going to be able to get very many more sets in here. And I don't have a, but a small fraction of the number that exist. Not to mention new ones come out every, you know, every major uh, DLC. Every time we get a new zone, there's new crafted sets. Yeah, it's crazy. I've seen people who have guild houses at like the um, Sigic Villa. They just block off the door <laughs> to the mm -hmm. actual building so that mm -hmm. nobody goes in there because they leave it completely empty. Mm -hmm. And then they just only use the outside courtyard area and stuff because of of that 700 um, cap. So yeah, it's definitely those housing mancers that are out there. They've got their work cut out for them. But holy moly, some people know what to do and Sasquatch your chapel chapel is looking really good so thanks yeah I already blocked off one of the stair spiral staircases and I'm thinking about blocking off the second floor because I just don't have the item slots to decorate it yeah but we'll see I'm still working on it and Gwen how about you well, let's see. What have I done excitedly in-game lately? Um, the last time I was on, I got the Abner Thornbust. Tells you how long <laughs> it's been since I've been actually able to be online. <laughs> but I'm excited I got that. I didn't get it the first time around. I didn't know it talked the first time around. I thought it was just a bust. Uh, but it talks, so now I have it, and that's nice. Oh. So, that's it, about it. is that a collectible, or is it something you could have more than one of? Uh, it was a thing from the crown store. So right. I don't know. Um, it's a furnishing, I think, technically. Yeah, it is a furnishing. So I guess you could have more than that. The reason that I ask is, I mean, if it if you if it was collectible and you could put it in multiple homes, you should drop it in here sometime so we can check it out. Oh no, it's it's just one. But yeah, I should add it. I should add it in. One, one. You can, you can bring him one week and you can sit him on that stool next to you. <laughs> and we'll just uh, that'd be great. We'll randomly um you know be talking about something. Oh Abner, how was your week? And then we can click on him and he can give us some words of wisdom. <laughs> See, I thought of doing that with the aug the auger. Oh we yeah. Have, we have two open seats now, so yeah. So auger can go. go on one side, Abner can go on the other for a week. Oh my gosh, and, I don't think uh, I want them to have a talk together. That, that oh might... that would be. 
<laughs> that could be odd. Now, if they added that, kind of like we were discussing with the companions, that your uh, talking furnishings can talk to each other, that would be trippy. <laughs> yeah, I wanted. I don't know why they didn't have the option like they do with assistants, um, or not assistants, uh, the different house guests and things that you can preview what they say. Um, I don't know why they didn't have the option to preview that because I, I went into it. I was like, well, I kind of like to hear what it says if I'm thinking about buying it. Um, but there's no option to preview. You could just look at it. Yeah, that's why I thought it was just a statue the first time mm -hmm. around was because there was no option to hear what it yeah. said. That seems like a like an oversight. I should go back and fix that next time it comes around. Um, oh, sure. Alright, so we want to get started with um, our topics for tonight. Sure. Uh, first up, we were going to discuss the article, uh, Five Ways to Prepare for Ascending Tide. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't have the article in front of me because my phone's about dead, but... <laughs> Um, somebody's got it pulled up and wants to, uh, start the ball on that, uh, real quick. Um, I don't know if you guys caught that message, but are you having the same issue that, uh, was brought up in our, in our text chat? Nope. Nope. Okay. That All is right. just me. Cool. Perfect. Cool. We'll, <laughs> we'll leave that very ambiguous and everybody can just wonder what the heck we're talking about. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> All right. um, yeah, I've got it pulled up. It's coming to us, of course, from ElderScrollsOnline.com. Um, so this article, uh, I don't know if they've done one like this before for the other releases. Maybe I just missed it, or maybe this is something new that they're doing. But I don't uh, recall I was, seeing those before. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. They have a um, article titled Five Ways to Prepare for the Elder Scrolls Online Ascending Tide. Um, and it's kind of like a new, not a new player perspective, but a little bit. It's got some stuff for new players, some stuff for people that may have been in-game already, but just haven't gone to certain zones. Um, so that's pretty cool. So it says, uh, Ascending Tide arrives soon, but there's still so much to do. Here are our tips on how you can prepare your characters for the upcoming Dungeon DLC. Um, and one of the first things it mentions right off the bat is meeting the Dungeon characters. So, in both of these dungeons, you're going to have um, Captain Kaleen, uh, Jakarn, and, and Captain Zaji. So, we've mentioned Jakarn already. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later, I think, about um, Kaleen, right? And then, uh, did we talk about Zaji? I already have forgotten. I don't... We um... haven't done an episode with Zaji yet, right, Gwen? No, we have not done an episode with Zaji. Okay, well... Maybe, we might have briefly just mentioned him in passing regarding, uh, like mentioning like a new dungeon or something, just briefly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we've yeah. uh, we've actually talked about him on the show, but um, this is you pretty know, cool because it. Go ahead, Sasquatch. I'm sorry. I was gonna say we have mentioned him, but also I believe they do have an art, um, a meet the character on Zaji. Or wait, did uh, they? Maybe uh, that's what I'm thinking of. Would that have been done back when, uh, what, Elsewhere released? I think that might be an old one. Yeah, I feel like it might be... 
when Elsewhere released, possibly? If they had one? Yeah, we could go back and look yes! and maybe discuss that. Yes! If you that. actually click in the article on the little highlighted text, it has a thing about Zaji. So it does! Look at that! Yep. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, basically, in the article, they're telling you that you can meet these characters in different places in the game before you meet them in Ascending Tide. So you can find um, Kaleen and Jakarn in Stros Makai, which is a base game zone. And then you can find Zaji in the Southern Elsewhere um, Dragonhold DLC um, stuff in the city of Senchal. Um, so the cool thing about this is it also touches on the fact that you can do this in any order that you choose. So let's say that uh, you decide to, you know, go do Ascending Tide first on a character. You're going to get different dialogue slightly than if you've already met these characters in those other two zones. So it's kind of cool because it's like a player's choice. You can, uh, if you've already done stuff and already met them, then you'll have one kind of set of dialogue or experience with them. But if you have not, then I'm sure it'll be a little bit different, which is kind of cool. I always love that they do that in ESO. There's been very few times that I can think of that um, the dialogue just doesn't make sense if you haven't met the person or have met the person, which is pretty cool. Yeah, probably the biggest example of that would be certain people that shouldn't be alive being alive and we won't say more yeah. than that, that, that <laughs> that's that's definitely the thing that depending on choices you make and then seeing them again doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> yeah that's that's about the biggest one but you know we also have dragon breaks right so hey, whatever <laughs> and there's also like a million vestiges running around right right so, yeah i mean we were all, all we were all apparently dead and here we are too so <laughs> 20 million vestiges running around um, the next thing that it mentions is joining a PvE guild to help you um, get started in-game. So this is pretty cool because in the article, I won't go through all the steps, but it does tell you how to actually find a social guild uh, to get started in-game. So let's say that you're a player that's new to the game and you've never looked in the guild finder or you've never tried to find a group that might match some of your interests. This actually walks you through the steps to do that which is really, really neat. Which we can throw a plug in here. Um, If you are looking for a guild, um, you can visit loreseekerseso.org. You did it. I did it again. Man, I'm always worried I'm going to mess that up. Um, Yeah, loreseekerseso.org. And there's an apply to guild if you'd be interested in coming and hanging out with us. We're on... uh, all of us are on PlayStation, but there are guilds on Xbox and uh, PC as well. So if you're looking for a guild, uh, we have one for you. And there's a lot of other great guilds out there as well. Most of us are um, it, you know, are all going to be in at least two or three other guilds, if not all five slots full. So there's a lot of good guilds in this game that all kind of focus on different things. And some social guilds, trading guilds, uh, PvE, PvP, trial guilds. Um, RP guilds. There's there's a lot of guilds in this game that uh, are kind of designed around different interests. So pretty much anything you're into, you can find. Yep, uh, yep. And if you're watching live, um, there's a new skill that's been added. It's it's called the uh, invisibility skill, 
and uh, yeah, it allows. I'm, I'm one, getting really good at it. Yeah, it allows you to sneak around unseen. Um, it's a little different than the other skills that give you that option. This one, this one actually lasts for minutes um, sometimes. So uh, Sasquatch is showing that off now. Um, yes. it's, it's part of the don't touch the button, uh, skill line. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, since it's hit midnight, um, <laughs> the entire Elder Scrolls online, um, internet webpage just went down for a moment and I was sitting here thinking to myself, do I remember all those sets that it just had listed that we were about to talk about? <laughs> because tonight's patch night for certain, um, certain platforms. So it, <laughs> it like reset the whole website on me just a second ago. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah. well, can you still see it? Because it's still I loaded on my phone. I can now. It reloaded okay. just now. So we're okay. But for a minute, it completely wigged out. And then it said reload. And then it said this site does not exist. And then I reopened everything. Oh, that's, and it came out, so. that's harsh. Tell somebody yeah. they don't exist. And see, yeah, Sasquatch came from somewhere completely different than where he started. Ta-da. <laughs> Isn't that an, that's, a, that's an awesome skill. So I'm not sure... I, I just moved my camera like a minute ago, so yeah. apparently moving your camera isn't enough to keep you from getting kicked. Uh, That's weird. I don't know. It's all I'm usually doing. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm back. Welcome back. We're welcome glad back. <laughs> and since you're back, let's talk about how we would gear you up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> the other uh, one of the other things it mentions in this five ways to prepare is gearing up. Um, this is talking about some Overland sets, which is pretty cool. Uh, it says there's hundreds of item sets and consumables that can help. But if you're unsure, here are some of our favorite base game items to get you started. I love that they did this from the base game perspective mm -hmm. because it doesn't make people feel bad for not having ESO Plus, And it doesn't make people feel bad if they only are doing like the ESO free play weekends or something like that, and they're trying the game out, but they're not fully committed yet, this can give them a really good idea of, of stuff to start with. Like they have it listed as a stamina base, a tanking build, a magic base build, a healing build, and then a couple consumables, which I think is pretty cool. Right. Um, so the stamina based one that they're suggesting is Spriggan's Thorns, which is dropped in Bankerai. Then they have uh, for tanking builds, Plague Doctor, which is dropped into Sean. We have the Necropotence set for Magicka base builds, that's in Rivenspire. And the Seducer's Crafted set, which is for healing builds, um, which would be crafted in the Temple of the Eight in Grotwood, or Fisherman's Island in Stormhaven, or Barazin's Mine in Deshaun. So that's the only crafted set that they have listed. All the other ones are Overland sets, which means farmable. Um, you know, might make you want to beat your head into a wall a few times, depending on what pieces you're trying to farm for. You can but, also buy those in Traders, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so anything, That might be difficult if you're getting started, though, and you don't right. have a lot of... Some of those sets, especially certain pieces, well, can just, be rather expensive. But if you're just starting, we keep forgetting the new drop system. Yes. Yeah, the curated um, drops. Yeah. No, that's true. If you already have those, that's when it will be a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, then uh, you just have to farm transmutes instead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another quality of life thing. I hope we, we see some more uh, additions to just more ways to get those. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, 
Talking about these sets, though, what would be other sets that you all, I think it's kind of a fun conversation, might suggest for someone who's just starting out or stuff that could be, you know, base game, easy to obtain for someone? Uh, so crafted sets, and now if you're just starting out, uh, the crafting system is, is something that might be uh, an episode to itself to discuss on how it works and explain that because um, it can seem a little confusing at first um, but you're gonna have to get your crafting uh, skills and, and uh, attributes um, researched before you can craft some of these because some of them require you to know a certain amount of traits in order to do so but uh, going back to the previous topic about guilds most guilds will have people that can craft everything in the game uh, pretty well as, as far as your sets go. Now, that being said, uh, two of the most popular sets as far back as I can remember, uh, just for easy easy crafted use, are Julianos and Hunting's Rage. Uh, Julianos being more of a Magicka set, Hunting's Rage being a stamina set. Uh, but I think both of those are somewhat hybridized now, are they not? Um, yeah. Because there were crit and weapon and spell damage kind of stats on those. Is that right? Now that I say that, I'm drawing a blank on what, what actually is <laughs> um, on those sets. Um, either way, really mm -hmm. easy to obtain. You can have somebody craft them for you. Um, you know, you may, you may tip somebody. You know, if you get somebody you don't know to do it or somebody in your guild may just ask for the mats to do it or they may just donate it. You never know. Uh, be respectful of, you know, that. Don't Don't expect people to do it for you for free but depending on your guild that may be something that they offer yeah <clears throat> those sets are pretty pretty easy ones that people expect to craft low level or new for people so mm -hmm. um that's not a big deal the other one that i i started with for a while um it may not be as good now but uh, i definitely liked it when i was just initially learning to dps was twice born star mm-hmm um, because it allows you to have two Mundus. So it's not end game by any means, um, but it does allow you to kind of mess around with which Mundus stones you might want to run, or um, it might kind of actually be interesting now with the hybrid stuff right. um, coming out to just see, you know, see what you want to do with that. But um, Twiceborn was a good one for that as well. Yeah, Hack the Minotaur. Uh... You go check his stuff out. He's got some interesting builds. He's he's really focused on hybrid builds. That's not all he does, but that's something he kind of enjoys doing is creating those. Uh, he did have that in one of his builds not too long ago. I think with some of the more recent changes, he's since edited that. But he did have that in there uh, as as an option for the build. Uh, I think it was a Templar build, which is what I'm I'm running as a Templar. Uh, so. Yeah, absolutely. Being able to get like you know extra weapon spell damage, uh, extra crit, you know both you know from Mundus or extra health and extra stamina. Maybe if you're running a tank, uh, which it's not necessarily a good tank set, but just for an example. Speaking yeah. of tank sets, uh, Torx Pact is I, I believe is how that's pronounced is one that is often recommended for beginner level uh, tanking sets. Uh, because it, its bonuses give you increased enchantment time. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, if you put, 
if you put a, uh, a debuff on your uh, on your tanking setup then it allows you to, to use that more frequently uh, rather than having to wait on the cooldown it basically allows you to have a hundred percent uptime on some of your uh, on some of your weapon enchants um, and debuffs and things like that that's nice um yeah any other sets you can think of sasquatch or gwen um well everybody runs mother sorrow um, oh that's true <laughs> um that's overland set and deshaun mm -hmm. um and i'm trying to think of the there's another mag set um um it's not reaper's march um i'm looking up the zone now Mullaball tour. I'm I'm drawing a blank on uh, what the set name is. I wish I could help you, but I can't. While you're <laughs> while you're looking that up, uh, another crafted set for DPS is the New Moon Acolyte set. Uh, oh yeah. Which has uh, kind of a a pro and con uh it's got a lot of good stats but it also increases your ability usage by i think it's five percent uh one example of a way you could pair that uh, you could pair that on a breton if you're gonna run uh magicka skills and bretons get what is it uh, is it a five percent or is it higher than that on their their cost reduction uh, let me check um so spriggans or it's not right. Spinners, spinners, is the uh, set I was thinking of. Oh yes. Um, so it's got magicka, magicka, weapon and spell damage, and then p penetration. So it's oh, a yeah. great PvP set, but it, it's a good overland set as well. Uh, the passive it reduces cost of your abilities by seven percent. Okay. When you have it maxed out. So that negates plus the cost of New Moon's acolyte. But it's still something to take into consideration. But still a fun set to play with. Uh, pretty easy to get uh, to get crafted. Seducers is also isn't that the set that has the like eight percent cost reduction on skills? Mm -hmm. The one it listed as a healer option. Maybe. I think Seducers is um, is a cost reduction set. Yeah, it's a ten percent. The ten percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cool. Um, Gwen, yeah, did you so, have any favorites? I for base game, I really don't have any favorites. Not sets, monster sets for base game. Mm. I really like my choke thorn. Yeah. And that comes from is it one of the fungal grottos. Yes. Yeah, so one of the early dungeons. Yep. yep. Yeah, that one's not hard to get in and, and clear on vet. Neither one of them, so. No, that one's pretty easy to obtain, even with, you know, a pug at early levels, so it's cool. Uh, it also mentions two consumables. You've got your Dubious Camoran Throne, which is a stamina consumable. It's usually looted during the Jester's Festival, which is coming up, by the way. Uh, but you can also find it available, typically the consumables for purchase or the recipe itself for purchase in Guild Traders a lot of the time. The other one that's similar to that is the one for Magica, which is Witch Mother's Potent Brew, and that's from the Witches Festival. Same kind of thing. You can usually typically buy it at a guild trader. 
Um, the last things we laughed at as console players because it says like study the PTS patch notes. Yeah, you absolutely can do that. We did that a few weeks ago. Uh, but then it says play on PTS. <laughs> yeah. Wow. PTS console players too salty. <laughs> <laughs> players are too salty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we don't no, get to play on PTS. But you know what? I'm fine with that because we can let the PC people test it for us, and then when it comes to us, hopefully she we don't get. She is a PC games. person. Yeah, but I don't play. She's the only a part-time PC person. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I didn't know if you'd hear That's that not. or not. <laughs> I'm trying to bridge the gap, okay? <laughs> Reaching across the aisle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh... We, we can't play because we're too salty because we don't have PTS. But it's like, practice your dungeon runs on PTS. Well, that sounds lovely. But... I'd love to. Give us one. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the text at the bottom of the article. We suggest taking this opportunity to get in a couple practice runs on the upcoming dungeons prior to launch. That way, that way running them will be a cinch for you once they hit live. But will they? Because Finn... <laughs> suppose it would depend on how you're running them it's more fun to run them blind anyway it really is though <laughs> uh and that's it that's your quote-unquote five ways to repair for elder scrolls ascending tide um so yeah do you what do you all think should we talk a little bit about the two dungeons themselves and then uh keep it keep it moving sure yeah what do we have to look forward to now what what are these dungeons so there's two dungeons. We're not going to dwell on it too much because A, spoilers, and um, B, just time, because we could probably sit here and talk about these all night. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I like that both the dungeons look pretty different. So they did interviews with Finn about both of them. Um, the first one's called Coral Airy, and that is uh, based in Somerset. So it's on Somerset's northern coast. It's kind of a mixture of colorful caverns and elven ruins. Um, it shelters an Ascendant Order hideout, and it's kind of secluded, essentially, in that area of the northern coast. Um, this one's pretty neat, because Finn, when they asked him about it, he said the reason they chose it is because of its access to the sky area, which will allow griffins to have free movement. I'm terrified how many griffins... <laughs> <laughs> to be in this dungeon. Yeah, can't wait I mean, to get not... dive bombed by those things. That's what I was just gonna say. I'm just thinking of the world boss where that one just like spins and just like punts you across the the area for the world boss. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, okay, so are we gonna have world boss griffins, or are we gonna have what you run around in the zone and run into griffins? Yeah, I'm gonna guess probably a little bit of both. Uh, it says that this area allows the local Ascendant Order to use the ruins as a base to launch attacks against their enemies. Do they use the griffins? That's what I want to know. <laughs> um, so it says, uh, if you've played the Daggerfall Covenant storyline, you'll encounter familiar faces in this new dungeon. So they're referring to Captain Colleen, which we'll hopefully talk about a little bit later. Um, she's hired to find Jakarn, who's missing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, which... Uh, this... Uh, the lovely crab that sits on our table, that if you're not watching but listening, you hear the clicking of its claws periodically. Um, is that from... I, I believe they're from this dungeon. 
Yeah, I think there's okay. some, like, in kind of that area. Okay. Um, yes, the coral crab is from the Somerset area. Yeah. Uh, they said that part of the other reason they did this, um, Finn says, we've never used Somerset, Elven Ruins, and Griffins in a four-player dungeon before. So it gave us the perfect opportunity to explore those aspects of the game. Um, we also wanted the side or hidden content within the dungeon to tell its own story. Ooh, I love that they're, that they're doing more of the hidden, like, I've really liked that about the last few dungeons that released, like Black Drink Villa. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That. I, I like it, because some of them are more complex, and some of them are a lot easier, which is pretty cool. It incentivizes you to actually explore versus just running in a line. Yeah. You kind of find some of the stuff that's off the beaten path that you don't have to do, but can be rewarding to do it if you so choose to go do that. Yeah, I'm also interested because if you skin the, skim the article, it mentions um, the three types of bosses. And I don't think this is too spoilery, but it says, um, there are challenges that pale in comparison to the dungeon's three bosses, a giant Yagra monstrosity, an Ascendant Order champions, and even more dangerous foes, ready to push your teamwork and skills to the limit. I like that wording. Using the word teamwork, it leads me to believe that the mechanics are going to be hopefully important for all four people. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, some dungeons you can just kind of cheese through it. And, you know, if you've got a good healer or a good DPS, it's just, that's it. You burned mm -hmm. it. Or that's it. You stayed alive. Through the AoE, which he apparently found out, isn't really <laughs> as big <laughs> as it says it is, Finn. That's okay. I liked that. On one hand, Perception it made me feel... Perception is reality. Yeah, on one hand, it made me feel bad as a DPS. Because I was like, but then what does that mean when I die to it all the time? And then on the other hand, I'm like, nah, it's all right. <laughs> Because then when you succeed, you're like, yes! Well, if you get outside of that circle, then you are you know you're even better because you dodged what you didn't even have to. That's right. That's right. You exceed at dodging. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. It says that they're going to use Yagra and Griffins in a way that players have never experienced before. So that'll be pretty cool. Uh, it also mentions that there's going to be an achievement title and collectible, the Griffin Handler title, which will be when you complete it on hard mode, and then the Guardian's Frozen Shard Memento. It looks kind of like, what is that one set? Isn't it a tanking set that like freezes you and then you turn into dust or whatever? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh... <laughs> Isn't there a set that does that? Well, uh, oh. I do all frost or mostly frost damage and a lot of times when um, I don't know what it is that does it if it's my weapon glyph or whatever but they'll freeze and yeah they'll turn to dust yeah are you talking about the enemies or the player the, the enemies, enemies. Oh, yeah. okay okay so the froze the frozen shard memento obviously for for this is an audio thing so nobody can see it at the moment but the frozen shard memento reminds me of that. Gotcha. particular animation. Gotcha. Like, it looks like the person is like a frozen statue and then they've got kind of like a, a like an I don't know, wispy kind of frozen mist around them. Of course, there's going to be new sets in there too. 
Um, we won't go into those too much, but um, yeah, you can look forward to all of that. It looks like the one that they focused on is the medium set, which is called Griffin's Reprisal. It looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. What is so the cool. five piece on that one? The five piece on that one is... When you deal crit damage, you or an ally can activate Griffin's Reprisal on the enemy with the next 8 seconds, causing a small Griffin to fly by and deal bleed damage over 10 seconds to enemies within 5 meters. Okay. This can occur once every 20 seconds and scales off the higher of the Synergy's activator's weapon or spell damage. Yeah. Didn't we, I think we talked about that a little bit last we week. We did. And how we were yeah. discussing yeah. whether, yeah, how it's going to actually do the numbers. Right. <clears throat> Counter to Coral Airy, the other dungeon is looks a lot creepier, which I'm absolutely excited about, um, because it's supposed to be a haunted shipyard. I don't think we've... I mean, I guess we've had haunted dungeons before, but this one looks really eerie. So I hope it truly is as eerie as it looks. So we have to play it in the dark. Got it. <laughs> oh, well. Hmm... Yeah, I guess you could. I guess you could. <laughs> uh, sit as called... close to your screen as possible, so anything that jumps out and says boo scares the mess out of you. <laughs> this one's called Shipwright's Regret. It uh, basically is believed to have been um, the shipyard for the All Flags Navy, I think. Uh, it says, said to be the largest fleet in Tamriel's history, the legendary All Flags Navy is believed to have defeated the Slodes responsible for the Th Thracian Plague of the First Era. Thought lost to calamity in time, one of the many shipyards responsible for this once mighty naval force is now the home of restless spirits and the dead. One of the most intrepid or foolhardy adventurers seek to claim the secrets of shipwright's regret. And of course, Captain Zaji is that individual. So this... Um, when you're looking at the concept art for this, it it looks super creepy because it looks like it almost reminds me of the docks that you would see in Vardenfell, kind of like the half put together scaffolding type docks. And then it's got a lighthouse in the back and this really like cool skull skeleton um, sitting on one of the posts. So it looks like they're trying to make it extra, extra eerie. Um, this dungeon's going to have Zaji and Casca, who we mentioned earlier from um, the Southern Elsewhere storyline. And uh, the shipyard itself, basically, is going to be what you're, I think, going through. Um, <clears throat> it says, The remnants of those who once worked on the legendary fleet now reside there as guardians of the docks and as stark warnings to those who uncover its secrets. So it's definitely supposed to be haunted and scary and misty and eerie and any other words that you can think of <laughs> that would describe anything similar to that. Looks like there's got to be like zombies and you know I don't know specters and all sorts of stuff in there. Um, the thing that I pulled from this article that Finn said that I thought was very very interesting is it says the final boss is worth paying close attention to because it's new of how its new mechanics are and how it highlights the story behind the dungeon movement is key in this fight and being nimble enough to handle the enemies and the abilities coming your way is very important the space fills up really quickly if you're not careful but 
How much AOE is it? I'm having flashbacks to that crow, that giant crow boss around Halloween. That's what I was just thinking too. Like how if you don't take out the outside perimeter pieces of the mechanic, then it would just make AOE everywhere. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I I want to know what that means because how its mechanics are tied to highlighting the story in the dungeon. Like you normally they telegraph the mechanics with each boss boss fight for the final boss. But this seems like it's the actual, um, like, the storyline dialogue, maybe, is going to tie in. That's how I take that. So, I guess we'll see. Um, it also says, uh, from this dungeon, of course, you're going to get collectibles and achievements and item sets again, um... The one that they focus on here is called the Turning Tide set. It's a heavy set, which will deal bonus magic damage and apply a debuff when you bash after a successful block. This one's pretty fun. Uh, the five-piece bonus says when you block, you gain flowing water for ten seconds, causing your next bash attack to deal magic damage to up to six enemies in a five-by-ten meter line and apply major vulnerability for ten seconds, increasing their damage taken by ten percent. This can occur once every 15 seconds and scales off your max health. That's pretty gnarly. What's that animation gonna look like? You think that's, that's gonna? What, you think that's, that's gonna look know. like water? I have a feeling it will look almost like, um, like a watery version of like a siphoning skill. Because that is something I think. Have people not asked for there to be some sort of like water magic skill line in this game? Eh, Maybe I I'm. Know. I think I may be thinking heard. back to another yeah. MMO uh, that that was a thing that people requested for a while, which I it's think is now there. It's just frozen water. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Um, but yeah, I mean that that would be cool. Um, and then if they were to come in and add, because um, you know, there's always the talk about new player uh, race types and uh, Malormer mm -hmm. get thrown in there and they have all the different storm magic and things. Yeah. So, anyway. This set seems like they're leaning really heavy into tanking though too because underneath it says area immobilizes or snares like dark talons or impaling shards will lock down foes before you bash. For players wanting to use the new turning tide item set proper positioning will be key if you want to hit the most enemies. You can also double down on the bash hits with sets like Noble's Conquest and Drake's Rush. That yeah. sounds like a, not like a permablock set, but you know what I'm saying? Like, just block bash, block bash. They've really been uh, putting some emphasis on doing different things with bash builds. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like they're kind of uh, giving some more options with that, too. Which I haven't spent a lot of time looking into bash builds. I don't know that that's necessarily how I want to play but they definitely do uh, have some interesting ideas uh, with things like this coming in for sure looks like the new title coming out of this dungeon is going to be privateer which is pretty nice. cool for all your pirate uh, you know role play or pirate dreams I guess you could say for your characters um, and it's going to also have body markings which will be the vet reward um, the body markings look kind of cool. They look like a 
it's pretty hard to tell in the photo, but almost like <laughs> it reminds me of Hermaeus Mora, which it's totally not. Yeah. But like it, it's got like a center circle thing, and then it's got all of this stuff like tentacles, if you will, almost coming off of it. I wonder if that's what it's supposed to be. It kind of looks like an octopus now that I'm looking at it more. Is yeah, it the, but uh... it's kind of octopus. Looks like blue and orange, kind of. Mm-hmm. With some red, maybe, in there somewhere. Hermes Mora, octopus of knowledge. All-knowing and all-seeing octopus. We need to add that as a tag in this episode. <laughs> octopus of knowledge. You heard it here first, guys. Right. And that is your previews for the two dungeons. Um, another little note is in the previews, they have a cool 360 views. Or, well, 360 up and down, whatever you call that. But you can, they have a, a shot where you can kind of scroll around and, and see um, what the aesthetics of the dungeons look like. Ooh, that's cool. I'm just now doing that. Where is this at? Oh, it looks Google so creepy. Google Maps Dungeon Edition. It is. It kind of like is like a Google Maps Dungeon Edition. It's pretty creepy. It's like you're standing on yeah. the dock when you first get there. Oh, that is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. The two specters yeah. that are like floating up in the air in the lighthouse. Oh man, it's gonna be a screenshot paradise. Yeah, that's. that's I just gotta cool. keep remembering to heal you guys anyway. <laughs> Why are we the dead? That... Oh, sorry, I was taking a screenshot. My okay. bad photo. If you go to the if you go to the Coral Airy one and you look up, there is a griffin coming right at your face. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of griffins circling up above. It's really uh terrifying. Yeah, that looks like um a lot of AoE. <laughs> or a lot of slash damage or whatever. Well, if Bird poop. That would be AOE aerial damage. That would be <laughs> yes. awesome. It oh applies gosh, the it no. applies the poison uh, poison effect. <laughs> no. Or and it's a it snare. Like it just slows like you down. Ball. It covers your character like a mud ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then the animation you can't get out of. You have to fling it off first. If you Ew, don't dodge I, it, you have to fling it off. I hate us for even talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Birds. Ugh. I had to. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, the new trial is going to have that mechanic in it now. Because, you know, clearly the folks as us listen to us and are going to implement everything that we say offhandedly. Totally. Totally. Cool. All right, that covers the two dungeons coming out. Um, so I'm looking at the, the list of things here. Um, that outside of some lore we'll get to in a minute we have uh just that other that other thing there we want to hit that yes the important news yes yeah. uh, so our friend uh lotus and his other uh his other hosts there at uh tales of tamriel yeah um have now celebrated their 300th episode 300 guys that's like almost one a day for and a whole year that's yeah, and if you only one... do like one a week, every week, that's a lot of years. That's a long that's time. That's times one hundred of what we've done. Yeah, 
Yeah, is that a challenge? I'm going to start doing three a day. No! <laughs> Technically, we're on four, so it's a little less than times 100. That's true, that's true. Well, if yeah, you count no. the bonus episodes, we've got a few, you know? That's true, that's true. Uh, we did do a couple of snippets and things in between. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely, if you uh, have not uh, had a chance to listen to that, and I have not yet uh, myself, but um, they should have that uploaded to their podcast um, servers. Uh, is it up yet? Do you know? I don't believe so. Ark still has to edit it, but they okay. they did do a couple... Uh, there's a pretty big announcement on the show, too. I don't know whether I should, like, spoiler it here or whether just tell you to go nah, listen to it. Tell them um, to listen. Yeah, go, yeah, go, go listen. listen. To, go listen to their 300th episode. It was really, really fun. They had um, Doc and Pylon from the UESP on with them, as well as Azelos, who is the one that started um, Tales of Tamriel. So it was a pretty cool little um, episode. Not little, actually, because in True Tales fashion, it was a few hours. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, really good stuff from them over there. They're really great friends. Um, and, you know, uh, looking forward to hearing more from them in the future and seeing how Extra Life and stuff goes this year. Um, Lotus is with the Elder Heroes team um, that I'm also on raising money for Extra Life. So just all around really, really awesome people over there. So give them, give them a follow, give them a, a listen, and... Um, Enjoy their 300th episode because it's really good. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to them, you know, go back and listen to back episodes. You know, we we all do all this stuff for fun. I don't know that too many of us are making a living on it, so it's definitely uh, nice to know that there's support out there for the community and and everything that these guys are doing. Uh, so, uh, absolutely, go give them some thumbs up somewhere. Yeah, and um, there's a community spotlight on the ESO uh, news page. So they did a whole article and interviewed Arcaneer and Lotus of Doom. So um, if you want to check that out as well, um, it's some pretty cool stuff there. One of these days, maybe I'll get good at linking all of these things in show notes. (laughs) Then I could be like, yeah, that's all linked in the show notes. You can just click those things. I mean... I did link everything other than that, which I could easily add for you so that you could just copy and paste it. Um, oh, that's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that off air. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly, I mean, Tails and, and those guys and, and, and several of the other ones that have been around longer are clearly less professional than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've got this thing just down to a science, guys. So about that lore. About that lore. You've got a very, very large book in front of you, Gwen. It looks more like a letter to me, actually. Uh, specifically, it's a letter <laughs> written by King Faharajad for... <clears throat> You're right, this is a large book. i got to scroll. Uh, for Lady Arabelle. <laughs> Well, I think that is the lady who was um, actually uh, writing about, uh, also got advice on uh, to have Jakarin be her co- her courier for her letter. Sure was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sounds like this lady does not know what she got into her. 
All right, so we have a copy of this letter, and we're going to read it. Lady Arabelle, I know you are partial to Jakarn, but are you really surprised he vanished the moment you took your eyes off him? Entrusting a rogue like him with something of this importance was not your finest moment, but I'm not writing to chastise you, at least without providing you a helping hand. I know a privateer who is well suited to the task of tracking down Jakarn and ensuring that missive reaches its intended destination, Captain Colleen. Maybe you've heard of her. Now, I know it's hypocrit hypocritical of me to chide you for trusting Jakarn and then proposing you to enlist a pirate in his stead, but Colleen is not your typical mercenary freeboat, freebooter. Her ship, the Spearhead, is firmly in the service of Sentinel and, by extension, the Covenant. I can attest that her decision to fly that flag nearly cost her everything, but she stood firm by the decision as her mutinous crew rattled their sabers and demanded her ship. Colleen had the metal and the resourcefulness to keep the Spearhead firmly in her grasp and round up another crew capable of exposing the treason of Port Hunding's headmen in a hostile anchorage, no less. That new crew also thwarted the Bloodthorn cult's plot to conquer Betnik, which was instrumental in convincing the orcs who rule that island to join the Daggerfall Covenant. Without their intervention, Betnik would be the foothold of a hostile force of vile necromancers instead of a fortified harbor for the Alliance Navy. She even endured torture at the hands of the children of Yokoda, radicals to uncover their treason and prevent the massacre of Shornhelm's population. All this to say, without the shadow of a doubt, that you can trust Captain Colleen with any task of importance to the Covenant. I say that Colleen is uniquely suited to tracking down Jakarn because the two have some history, with him serving as an on-again, off-again member of the Spearhead's crew whenever he and Colleen's motives were sufficiently aligned. She is all too familiar with his tricks associates and flights of fancy if anyone can turn up the trail of your missing courier it will be her should you decide to take my advice and wish to employ captain colleen you will need to extend your offer through me the good captain is presently helming the flagship of a small privateer fleet in the abyssian sea and her movements are a closely guarded secret of our navy if this diplomatic work is as important as you say, I believe we can spare her long enough to ensure your correspondence is safely delivered. If the fate of Jakarn is of particular interest to you, which I suspect it is, it would be prudent to specify that stipulation in your proposal. Well, I did say that Colleen and Jakarn have a history. I didn't say it was the friendliest one. Sincerely, Faharajad, King of Sentinel. All right. That is our letter. Sounds devious. I have a question. Um, without spoiling anything for anybody, uh, in that article it says Killeen had the metal and resourcefulness to keep the spearhead firmly in her grasp. Uh, is that a quest line that we play through? I think that's before yes. we meet her. Is it? It's... The, the quest line in Stros Mackay mm -hmm. plays into that heavily. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, it's... 
I didn't know if that was a reference to something that happens outside of game or if that was uh... it briefly touches on all of the points where you interact with Colleen in the base game without giving any way any major plot okay. yeah gotcha Yeah, that's one of those quests that I, like, remember it. But again, I feel like I rushed through some of the base game stuff. So there are some choices that you make when you work with her early on. There are some choices. If you make different choices, it affects how she reacts to seeing you later on in the game. Yep. Interesting. That's all I'll say without giving away spoilers. Yeah. I've really got to get in and get some of these quest lines knocked out. There's so much stuff the in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this one's this one's base game because it's Stros Mackay, so right. it's not um, it's not even terribly long, I would say. You know, because that's one of the like starter starter zones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty quick quest line. You can get through pretty quick if you're Stros Mackay and Bet. They're kind of like yeah. tag yeah. team zones. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. I love when they do the meet the character letters because it's a nice touch on the character itself, but it's usually from another character or a narrator's perspective of them, and I think that's a nice little insight into how they're viewed by other people in Tamriel. Especially when you're re-meeting these old characters from, like, the original tutorial areas, like Stress Mackay. That's just really nice mm-hmm. to get to, to bring them back up again. Well, and it's a it's a incentive to make people want to play that new content, too. Because let's say that you're coming into the game and you pick, um, you know, a DC character and you um, play through that and then you decide that you like her character enough that you want to know more, it can funnel you right into that new content or right into that DLC. It will make you want to want to purchase it or ESO Plus or whatever mm-hmm. um, to find out more about that character. So they are, they are very smart when it comes to that stuff, looping back around and picking some of those NPCs and things that people um, like in that early, early content. Uh, especially because, you know... I don't know that it's really sold this way anymore, but I know, you know, originally the you were locked into whatever alliance you chose. So, uh, in terms of, like, you know, the race and stuff of your character, but then also, like, the zone where you started, obviously. Because it was before one Tamriel. Now you can go everywhere, so it doesn't really matter. No, because you but... can choose where you start with, um the new opening remember when you end up on the island yeah well that's what i'm saying yeah. but i'm i'm yeah. saying like if you started a long time ago previously oh yeah and you yep. got locked in it may also have some nostalgia for you i guess is what i'm trying to get at now i'm following so. you <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool i didn't i didn't explain it very well but that's where my brain was going <laughs> so cool well all right does that pretty well wrap us up for the night? Does anybody have anything I else? That wraps us up. I think that's it. Yeah. There wasn't a super heavy news week, so there wasn't a lot of, you know, extra crazy stuff to discuss. But with everything coming out soon, I'm sure there will be um, more because I know Jester's Festival is coming. So. Jester's um, Festival, the year anniversary. 
yeah, we're gonna have a lot more things to discuss. I know, I think very, very soon. So. Yeah. And then the dungeons. Oh my gosh, we're gonna be so booked that week. <laughs> yep. And then we've also been yeah. discussing behind the scenes some smaller topics for some various things that uh, you may see pop up in the feed. Um, so, lots of ideas, and, and we appreciate everybody that bears with us because you know, as I said, we're the most professional and. Um, being so professional sometimes is hard um, <laughs> but uh, once again we want to thank everybody that joined us um, however you joined whether you're watching or listening uh, we appreciate it and uh, we appreciate that you spend the time to, to hang out with us and uh, care that care what we have to say um, I have a co-worker who doesn't even play this game that listened and was like yeah it's pretty cool I, uh, I enjoyed it so it's encouraging to know that you know people listen and uh and lotus has, has complimented us as well and uh, you know it's just it's nice you know to have that community uh, around us so knowing uh, we're not talking into the void <clears throat> right well we're not talking into the void we're talking to each other oh well fair, <laughs> fair. we're saying uh, things and they matter <laughs> so <clears throat> once again if um if you like what you hear, uh, want to come hang out with us in game and you're on PlayStation, uh, you can come join our guild. And if you just kind of like the atmosphere here, um, our guilds um, on, on Xbox and, and PC, uh, we all have the same standard. Um, so come check us out, loreseekerseso.org, and um, apply to guild, fill out the little brief application, and someone will... Uh, take a look at that and get you in pretty quick and then once you're approved uh, usually within a within a day somebody can get you uh, get you approved in game and uh, and you can start trying to play with us um, get involved and uh, help us to to build a build the guild build the community um, we are looking for event leads uh, so if you've got things that you'd like to do uh, you think would be fun for guild activities anything from a simple overland day uh, where you just run around and kill world bosses and explore delves and farm gear sets or just talk about the different things in the zone all the way up to veteran trials. I mean, there's there's definitely needs for different things that uh, we can't all, you know, we just can't, we can't fill everything. Um, and so anybody that wants to uh, step up to that and feels like they can do that or have other ideas, uh, let one of us know and... Um, and definitely, uh, we can look into getting that stuff set up. So, where else can we be found? Well, we're on Twitch at Snug Podcast, Twitter at Snug Podcast. Uh, you can email us at snugpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, YouTube Snug Podcast. Um that everything that's it so far okay yeah. and then the podcast formats too we're on google apple yes. spotify stitcher um and any of the others that just pull our content um there's a lot of those sites out there like to just take it without us telling them it's okay but it's okay um, <laughs> so scrape it yeah so you can definitely check us out on on any of those so if you're watching us and would rather listen that's available if you're listening and want to come hang out with us live 
Sundays usually around um, 10 30 ish uh, central 11 30 Eastern it's tend to be when we end up online <laughs> so um, but if you want to sub to our channel what was that I was gonna say and we're getting better at our, our, our like pre-show checks so hopefully we'll make that even earlier some days yeah hopefully hopefully as our uh as our familiarity with what we're doing <laughs> gets uh gets yeah. better then then we'll we'll iron out some of the stuff and be able to have smoother starts but um but yeah if you just want to follow us on twitch um or uh sub on youtube or or any of that then uh, or even on twitter we we try to announce when we're going live and uh, you can follow us you can follow us that way too um but I think that does it for tonight. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out. Thank you to my co-hosts for being a part of this as well. It's lots of fun, guys. You got it. Absolutely. And y'all have a good night. Bye. Night. Good night.